In our bulletin, uh, we got our next prayer book uh, conference here in the gym uh, this Wednesday. We had our kickoff last Wednesday, and it was smoking. Uh, great turnout. You learn about prayer. Uh, pretty much enough said there. Uh, meet us there at 630. You're out at 730. And then on the calendar, we got Wacky Picture Day out at uh, Warrington, uh, New Believers class. And then we're starting up our prayer group on Monday night. Uh, February the 7th at our north location. Um, I want to say hello to our new members. Uh, let's see, Connie, go away. Uh, Reagan, go away. And uh, Karen Strickfadden. So let's give them a round of applause. I know Karen was here at the uh, 8.30 service. And the go aways will be up at the north uh, location at 11.30. So it's awesome. Uh, they were in the new members class. And uh, that was awesome. I thank Mark and Jen for teaching that. In 1 Kings chapter 3, we talk about courage. Um, and uh, I want to say something before we get going. So today's the day of compassion, uh, where we remember the uh, court decision against Roe v. Wade. It was 49 years ago when they legalized abortion. So uh, this organization, Thrive, that's out there in the hallway, uh, is a pro-life organization, and they are bent on driving back uh, the evil and standing with those who are pro-life. Awesome, awesome. They do a lot of great things. We've been partnering with them uh, for a long time. They do a great job. I mean, um, you know, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Uh, there's a lot of things that are legalized that just ain't right. So, uh, you know, God wants us to have courage and stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves and Thrive does that. So, when you walk out of here, go out and grab a baby bottle, you know the deal, fill it up with your change, hand it back in. Um, and they've been saving babies and helping mommies out for a long time, and that's a good thing. Um, uh, let's be courageous enough as Christians to uh, stamp out abortion and, uh, and know that God wants us to uh, get that done. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the message. Um, First Kings chapter 3, Solomon says, uh, or I'm sorry, Solomon made a, mar uh, a marriage alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He took Pharaoh's daughter and, and brought her into the city of David until he finished uh, building his own house and the house of the Lord and the walls around Jerusalem. The people were sacrificing at the high places, however, because no house had yet been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in his statutes of David his father, and only he sacrificed and made offerings at the high places. Um, and the kings went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for there was a great high place Solomon used uh, to offer a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon. So now here's, here's where this, this mini message comes together about courage. So as we listen to God reveal himself to the wisest, richest man that ever lived, let's find out, uh, Mark, the, the conversation that the wisest, richest man in the world has with God. And, and you'll find out it's very basic and easy to follow for guys like Pastor Pat. So listen to this, Steve. This is, this is wonderful. Uh, Miss Cope, highlight it and underline it in your Bible. Here it is. So the Lord appears to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask 
what I shall give you. Now, I don't know about you. I got some things rolling around in my head. You know, and I, I always first kind of go to either pickup truck or horse. That's where I go to first. I like giving up a whole lot of my money because I always consider that that would be money I could put towards a new horse. It's guy thinking. You throw yours in there. Don't look at me like, oh, that dude's weird, man. <laughs> You're saving for a new motorcycle, so. Let's see what he says, though. Take note of this because this, this guy's extremely courageous and wise. Verse 6, 3, 6 in 1 Kings. And Solomon said, uh, you have shown great steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on the throne this day. And he's talking about himself. So he's getting ready to, he's getting ready to tell you the things he needs to be in the position he's getting ready to be in or already is in. And now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made your servant king uh, place of my David, my father, although I am but a little child. Now listen to what he says. So wisest man ever lived, richest man ever lived, and he's getting ready to govern a vast number of people. And you would think that maybe he would start praying for uh, Carl Moore committees uh, or, or, or more people or more money so I can have, uh, you know, uh, this, this division, the... The people this and that division and the, and the people this and that division and the people that don't have this and that division. He doesn't pray for any of those or any committees or any, any, any subgroups. He said, he said and, he, and he humbles himself, he says, although I am but a little child, I wonder what the world would be like if the powers that be and magistrates would humble themselves to this position, Pastor Jay. We'll meet later and talk about it. I mean, just I, I'm just but a child, and you, and you want me to govern over all these people. Let's see what he says. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people. What does it say, class? Too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. <clears throat> he goes, we can't even imagine how many people there are. I, can't, I don't know how I would ever govern all these people and do a great job at it. So I wonder what's going to happen. He prays this prayer, 3.9 in 1 Kings. Give your servant, therefore, what does he say? An understanding mind to govern your people. Or you may be reading it says, a wise and discerning heart. Give me a, a wise and discerning heart so I can govern over the people. I need to be wise to govern the people that you want me to lead. Now, you're, I know you're rolling it around in your head right now. You're going, hey, you know what? I wonder what would happen if our leaders would ask for a wise and discerning heart. I got your attention now, so here it is. And you're going to think, well, this must be really complicated. Like, they need to get, like, a lot of people together. No, not at all. Here, here's why he says this. He said, that I may discern, read this with me so I make, get it right. That I may discern between, stop. That's it. Terry, that's it. 
I need a wise and discerning heart that I can discern and tell my people what is good and what is evil. God do it like in, in my family. So I teach my kids and my grandkids what is good and what is evil. We reward you for good stuff and we punish you for evil. Hold on for a second, hold on for a second, hold on for a second. And, and then we don't give pet names to evil because we know that's sin riddled. Because if we give it a pet name, we'll keep it around. Like, you remember, like, you don't want a dog. Like, oh, can we have another dog, Dad? We just found it in the street. As soon as you name Fluffy, Fluffy. Dude, he's there. He's staying. I can't get rid of Fluffy because we already named him. That's what we do now with evil. We do that with evil. Watch this. Stealing is stealing, no matter what you call it. And good is good, no matter what you call it. Solomon says, I need a wise and discerning heart so I can teach the people that are following me the difference between good and the difference between evil. And that's why I like partnering with Thrive. I know today they call in 2022 they call abortion health care. God calls it killing. Again, you just gotta be courageous enough to stand for those who can't stand for themselves. So since 49 years ago when that decision was made, it was 60 million children who were killed. That's 1.2 million per year. And what we want, here's what we want. Now that, to me, Gene, that's a pandemic. Remember, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's, it's right. And God's compassionate. If we've, if we've messed up in the past, he's compassionate and he'll restore and all that. We'll have to ask for forgiveness. Because here's the deal. Now we want to go to God and ask God to bless the United States of America. God will bless the United States of America when we repent of what we're doing and turn towards God. Amen. That's the difference between good and evil. Uh, on that note, let's drop the house lights down and we'll, and we'll pray for that. And just, I know that touches everybody's life in some form or some fashion. And, and, uh, and uh, God's a gracious God. He's a forgiving God. He's a compassionate God. I have compassion for families. I have compassion for children, and I know you do too. And, you know, God told us that he would, he would forgive our land in First Chronicles seven fourteen if we would humble ourselves and we would seek him. Let's do that to, uh, together today. Just seek God. So, Father God, today we just seek you. We know the difference between good and evil because you've put it in our hearts. And uh, we would ask that you would bless us today, Father God, despite the horrific mess we have made of this place. And, and we pray, Lord God, for the, for the born and the unborn, Lord God, that they can pursue this, uh, this American dream of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, Father God, we just ask also today um, that as uh, your people support your work, that we continually support uh, Thrive. And uh, we're so happy that we got great givers in this church uh, to fight back the forces of evil. So we just pray that you're with us today on this day of compassion and um, give you the glory because we believe that victory is in the air.
And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's applaud the Lord. Let the offering be picked up. Turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. We'll bring the house lights back up. Thank you so much. Um, Acts chapter 4. So we're going to be talking about, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this so I don't spoil, uh, I, I want to spoil the surprise. Uh, we're going to be talking about people who get annoyed. Some people uh, at this church are very annoying. You just happen to be sitting next to them. I'm just, it's in there, so I just, it's a funny, Elizabeth, it's a funny thing. Laugh about it and I'll feel better. Some people are annoying, though. They don't go to this church. I mean, I'm just kidding. All right, I'm going to read a couple verses and then we've got a quick uh, video on courage. Would you just say courage so we know what we're going to watch? So when you pull it up, you're like, what's that about? Um, so I want to tell you some, some time that I've spent in the IT department in my church this week. And I know you're wringing your hands going, oh, that doesn't sound like it turned out well. Uh, so I, I, I picked a computer in the, in the main office, and I, I sat down in there. And I don't know how to get on it or anything, but they helped me get on it. And I, I'm looking for some courageous videos. Um, and... Uh, I looked for about a, a cumulative of a, over three hours to look for a courageous video. And there's all kinds of cheesy ones out there. I'm not a cheesy guy. I don't like cheesy anything. Uh, so I stayed with the one that I picked originally. Uh, and it's from Denzel Washington. Yeah, and it, 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 I, don't, I don't know this, but if you don't like Denzel Washington, you're probably not American. But... He's, he's totally the best, for sure. And, and what I like about him more than anything is he's a Christian. Uh, and, and obviously a wonderful, handsome uh, man. Girls all go, yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, I just got to tell you, the dude is cooler than the other side of a pillow. Um, Anybody write any of these down, all these good one, one lines? I know Brad does. He uses them. So chapter 4 talks about people being bold, uh, Mr. Chittenden, and it's a result of what happened in chapter 3. So the lame man, Stephanie, was there at the gate begging, and you know the deal. And, and I just helped me along through the message. I think sometimes people in this particular case in chapter 3, we're not going to go back to it because we don't have that kind of time. James and John go by him and say, with silver and gold we, we have not, but what I have in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So he comes off his beggar's blanket and he follows James and John. They go in the temple, they're testifying, they kind of go like on this mini evangelism tour. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, John and Peter. John and Peter. So they're excited about the guy who gets healed is obviously excited about it. But some people aren't excited about it because I think sometimes people like it if they're able to control you just a little bit. Even if, even if you're not a control freak. You're like, man, we kind of really like the beggar being there like when we walked past and went to church. Well, the beggar didn't like it. 
And, 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 and obviously in chapter 4, the powers that be didn't like it either. And they were perfectly content with you church-going people going to church. But when you started to reach out and pray for people, they got greatly annoyed. Say that with me, greatly annoyed. Yeah, annoying. Very annoying. Uh, so I was, I was preaching last night, and there was a, a one uh, young lady that was there, and she just got married to a friend of ours, a young man. And, uh, and I was talking to him after church. We sat there and talked for a while. Actually, it's Miss Anita's nephew. And uh, he married a, a wonderful young lady from China. And she was up there, and she was loving. I think she got saved. And I'm not, I'm not sure how. Uh, God, God can handle the cultural barrier, I understand. Uh, so we talked for a while, and then, and then she, she, was, she looked at me. She was like, man, you're really uh, passionate. And I go, and I and uh, and I go. I, aren't they like that in China? And she kind of let me know. No. <laughs> Maybe I'm annoying to other people too. All right, let's go. So I got a little bit of a backstory. We'll do a couple verses. We'll do the video. Come back up, and we'll talk about courageous and 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 partner with one another in this courageous journey, Diane. Uh, because it's a, it's a cool journey. It's, it's, a, it's a great journey, and, and sometimes your heart flutters when you're getting ready to witness to somebody, or you're like, yeah, I'm really going to go to the Thrive table and grab the bottle and support babies and all that. It's kind of encouraging to, to do stuff that's edgy. Remember the video where the guy's going down that ski slope, and it's just like, oh, like a wall? I want to I I be involved in stuff like that, stuff that makes my heart flutter. This is that message today. As they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. What does it say, class? They're greatly annoyed. There they are, right off the bat. We're right into the message. And all of a sudden, people are greatly annoyed. And Chef, not because of the, of the clothes you're wearing, but because of the message you're preaching. In the name of Jesus, it's very annoying. But we have to be courageous. They were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So if, you, if you're preaching in any other name than Jesus, no one's ever going to get annoyed. If you're preaching in the name of Bugs Bunny or Santa Claus, they're like, oh, that dude's not serious. But if you're preaching in the name of Jesus, they're like, you know what, man, that guy's on to something. And you don't even have to be a believer. Remember before you were a believer, your grandma was, oh, Jesus, Jesus. And we're like, oh, grandma, come on. Did anybody ever throw their head back and like, Grandma's going to be talking about Jesus? <laughs> yeah, because your soul needs it. Well, let's see what happens. Verse 3, and they arrested them and they put them into custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men were, came to about 5,000. So that's 5,000, and it doesn't mean just men, but mankind, and men actually represented the family back then, so... The family could have eight or ten people in the family, so it could have been, you know, who knows how many people. Maybe it was 10,000 that got saved that day. Um, on the next day, verse 5, the rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, who were all of the high priestly family, not quote-unquote, but I'll throw air quotes out there. Yeah, they're, they're a big deal, these guys. They're, they're, these, are, these, are, these are the magistrates. They're, they're impressive people. 
And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? So, so that's going to be kind of like the million-dollar question. We'll roll the video about courage. We'll come back up here, and we'll pick up in verse whatever that is, eight or nine. Go ahead. Strength, leadership, <coughs> power, authority, guidance, patience are God's gift to us as men. We have to cherish that, not abuse it. I prayed this morning to be a better listener. It didn't work so well. <laughs> it's we're human. You get back up. Right. Yes, I've been high up on the mountain. I've been blessed. But that's a slippery slope. Yeah. And it's lonely up there. Yeah. You know, people don't know that side. We did not come this far to just break down and lose now. I'm a winner. I'm going to win. True desire in the heart, that itch that you have, whatever it is you want to do, that thing that you want to do to help others and to, to grow and to make money, that desire, that itch, that's God's proof to you, sent beforehand already to indicate that it's yours. Aspire to make a difference. So you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody, Nobody. Never give up. Without commitment, you'll never start. But more importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. It's not easy. If it were easy, there'd be no Denzel Washington. So keep working, keep striving, never give up, fall down seven times, get up eight. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. So, keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work. See you at work. Sounds like your dad at the end there, didn't he? See you at work. I like that. You, you can watch this class. You can hang your hat on that. See it work. That used to be uh, that used to be something that was looked upon as valor and honor when guys didn't miss work. You remember that? And and my dad, I told you guys before, I never remember one day. I think one time I seen my dad laying on the couch in my whole life. And man, they, they looked at him like he was the Iron Man. I was thinking about that today. I showed my, <clears throat> I showed my pastors and deacons a, a picture of a, of a train yard in Los Angeles. And in the train yards in Los Angeles is where they allow people to go in the train cars and steal all they want to steal. And the trash in the train yard is knee high. And the reason they allow it is because stealing there is not illegal. And you can look that up on your phone after church and, and see that this is where we've come to. 
where we've allowed young people to think the way you make a living is stealing from others who worked for it. Now, if I'm on the right track, I need somebody to talk back to me at this church. Because at no, at no time, remember, we, we, need, we need some, I just need a couple of men in this church that want to stand up and face good against evil. And as I looked at that, and I wasn't looking so much at the, at, the, at, the, at the train cars that were broken and all the product that was stolen off the train cars. It was the trash that was left behind this high. And I thought about it. I said, who in the world is going to go back there and clean up all this mess that somebody has thrown on the ground? This is where we're at in America where we believe it's okay to throw your trash on the ground and hope that someone else that's employed will come by and pick it up because you're too lazy to take it to a dumpster. We need some men and women of courage. So when your child gets done with their McDonald's Happy Meal, Make sure that they put the trash in the trash can and have the courage to be a parent and not a friend. Well, I'll get back to the message. Um, so Let's go back to 4 or 5. On the next day, the rulers and the elders and the scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, and Cacaiaphas, and John and Alexander, who were all the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Now, remember, now Peter is full, or he's baptized in the Holy Spirit. He's not the bumbling fool he once was. Don't you remember when he was following Jesus around? He thought, oh, I'll never, I'll never leave you, Jesus. I'll ride with you all the way to the end. And he was, a, he was like a chicken. He was yellow. And the, and the girl comes up. And she goes, I know you. I know your accent. You've been with Jesus. And Peter goes, I, I, I've never been with him. He denied it. But there's something different when a man or woman gets full of the Holy Ghost. They become way bolder than they was before. You used to never talk about Jesus, but after you got baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're telling everybody about Jesus, even if they don't want to hear about it. Can I get a witness? Now, we're on our way now. Peter, verse 8, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the peoples and elders. So they're talking to the magistrates here. If we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you. So he's, he's preaching to the magistrates there. He's, he's preaching to the powers that be. He said, let me tell you something, you keystone cops. You ever seen, I don't know if you've ever seen the keystone cops, they're always bumping into each other. Bumbling. 
Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. It's under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that he stands here today. And make sure you make note of that. And spirit-filled people know what I'm talking about right now. This Jesus is the stone that you rejected, the builders which has become the cornerstone. And I want, you, I want the church to read this with me. I, I drilled this home last night at the Warrington service, and I have to be honest with you, I think about nine-tenths of the congregation came to the altar. I know at least three of them were saved. I believe that marriages are on their way to being healed under this verse, and I want you to listen to it. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And this is the word of the Lord. Amen. No other name. Don't confuse it. Don't confuse the name. There's power in the name of Jesus. I said there's power in the name of Jesus. You know what? I, I don't know, uh, Pastor Jay, what's going to come of America in, in the future. But I'm, I'm assured of one thing. If we don't start preaching this Acts chapter 4, verse 12, we know that nobody's going to be saved. Because as, 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 as big as government's going to get, we know there's no saving grace in a government that doesn't fear God. And I, and I think about that, and you, and you think about the prophecy, and you think about what God was trying to do back when, uh, when he sent his son Jesus. He was trying to right all the wrong that was going on out of the Old Testament. These people kept failing over and over and over. And they go, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? And they said, we got a Savior to come, and he's going to fix it all. But here's the deal. you got to follow his ways. And we haven't been able to follow his ways. We want, we want our way more than we want his way. And here's the deal. It'll never work. And we think that we're getting smarter and smarter uh, as, as, we, as we go on. And actually, we're worse off now in 2022 than we've ever been in the history of this country. And I believe it's for one simple reason that we've gotten so far away from God. And, 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 and back to the, the pandemic and the, and, the, and, the, and the craziness and all this and the, and the, and the babies and all this is going on. I hope today at this service there'll be something different about this service than all the rest of the services you've been to before. I believe the future of our country lies on the backs of church-going Christians. So what I'm going to do is I got just a couple of verses and and. And it talks about being bold, and I'll, I'll give you a charge, and there's some things that are going to happen today before you leave, but they won't happen unless you allow God to move in your heart. So 
Jackie, I'll ask you to bring the house lights down and I'll ask God's people to, to rise up. <coughs> and, and some of this stuff is going to, some of this stuff may, may be abrasive. It, 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 may, it may be abrasive, but I thought about the, the, the word being abrasive and, and maybe some of these rough edges and these, these humps and bumps in our life, maybe they really do need to be sanded down just a little bit. And maybe we need to be refined a little bit more. The, the Bible, Terry calls it sanctification. And we, we, need, to, we need to be sanctified. So here's, here's how it goes in Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, so all these people are standing around and they see the boldness of Peter and John. You know, they, they met the guy at the gate and, uh, and, 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 and prayed over him and he got healed. And now they're, they're fighting and they're battling back and forth with the magistrates. And they're, they're just kind of battling back and forth. And, and, and they didn't have anything else to go on except the power of the Holy Spirit. So here's, here's what happens. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. They go, you know what? These guys, they, they remind me of the Have Bible Will Travel group. They, 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 they're flannel shirt wearing, motorcycle pickup truck driving, hard working people. And we can tell there's something different about that group. And, and what the Bible says is they have been with Jesus. Whoa, hold on for a second. Now that's a that that's, that's there's something there's something different about different between going to church and then being with Jesus. And if you know what I'm talking about, talk back to me a little bit. There's something way different uh, about going to church and actually being the church. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's 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 something far different than being baptized in the Holy Ghost and, and then religion. Religion is nothing other than man's interpretation of God. That's the definition of religion. So if you got religion, you don't have a relationship. That's far from Christ. Good, all right. They recognized that they had been with Jesus. Watch this, Bruce. Guilty as charged. If they put me before the court of law and I walked in there and they said, Rankin, you have, we can tell that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we can tell that you and your family have been with Jesus. I would say, guilty as charged. I'm guilty. I'm, I, I'm guilty. I, watch this. Not only have I been with Jesus, I'm ate up with him. Sister, I'm ate up with him. I, I want somebody to say, that guy there, he's annoying. When I get out of bed, I want the devils and demons from hell go, oh my gosh, Rankin's feet are back on the ground. They're greatly annoyed with that. Oh, Lord. It's annoying to always be evangelizing about Jesus. 
not to you guys, but to the devils. They go, oh, no, now he's, a, now he's at a restaurant. Now he's going to bow his head and, and ask God to bless his food. Can't, can't we just, what do you mean, what do we, what do you mean we got to wait? Oh, you got you to wait for everybody to get their meal, then we'll eat. Watch this, and I'm going to blow your mind here. And then if kids are at the table when they're dining with me and my family, ask me if you can be dismissed. Some of you guys don't remember. You don't, you don't just get up from my table and leave like I'm running some kind of restaurant. I ain't running a restaurant. You just kid, we got kids now, Mr. Cope, they just get up and get, get up, get down. They do whatever they want to do. They're on the phone. They're talking to people. They're talking on the phone while you're eating dinner. Hold on for a second. Excuse me. Give me that phone. Hey, he'll call you back later. Bam. Oh, man, that dude is bold, ain't he? Oh, you don't know the half of it. And if I can't shut it off, I might drop it in a pitcher of water right before your eyes. <laughs> Somebody out there has got to be courageous. Where, when you're in a restaurant, here's what I'm saying, Debbie. When they look over at your table, that table over there, that's different than the ones over here. Over here, the kids are running the show. Over there at that table, God's running the show. All right. So back to the Keystone Cops. Verse, uh, whatever that is, 15. Do you ever notice as you get older, your glasses aren't as strong? They lose their strength in their glasses. I mean, these things, these things are getting weak. Or somebody changed them. I'm preaching while I can is what I'm saying. Amen. It's a good church right here, ain't it? Man, I, I love being here on Sunday, man. I love it. I, you wild horses couldn't drag me out of this place. Uh, verse 15, then they commanded them to leave the, con the council. They conferred with one another, so they're talking amongst each other. They had a private meeting, saying, what should we do with these men? So they don't know what to do with church folk that are baptized in the Holy Spirit. They go, they're not really breaking any laws, but it's hard for us to control them anymore. We're so used to controlling and manipulating everybody all over the world, but we ended up going to have Bible and travel, and they just didn't listen to us. We, we, we can't control them. I can only be controlled by the power of God. And I, and I will assure you one thing, Lori Ridley. My knee doesn't go down on the ground for anybody other than Jesus Christ. I don't take a knee for anybody else.
But it's all about being courageous. It ain't about being phony or being arrogant or anything. It's just about being courageous. It's doing the right thing despite how scared you are. And I know kids in school nowadays got to be scared like crazy to speak out against evil. Your Bible will tell you what's good and what's evil. Just get you a copy. And if you don't have a copy, you call my church and I'll, I'll buy you one. It said it's, it's evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we can't deny it, verse 17. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, watch this, they don't know what to say here at this time. They go, let us just warn them to, to speak no more in the name. We don't know what else to do. Here's what, here's what we're going to tell you. Since, since we can't tell what law you've broken, we know there's probably a law somewhere. Or we need to make one up. When you leave church, just don't speak in the name of Jesus. There's a problem with that right there, Mike Sr. If you're not speaking in the name of Jesus, you're not speaking with authority. But if you are speaking in the name of Jesus, I can assure you of one thing. You're going to be annoying to a lot of people out there in this world. And here's the deal. Not only will you become a, a devil-chasing, Bible-toting, flag-waving son of a gun, God will be pleased with your effort. And after all, isn't that what it's all about, is pleasing God and not trying to please the, the, the person wherever they are? You know who they are. And, you go, and, and right now in your spirit, you, you could say, I, I, in, in just however you say it, I'm sick of trying to please him. Just say that with him. I'm sick of trying to please him, man. I, they are wearing me out. And I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to stay for this altar call because I'm, I'm fixing a whipping on you here. You ever been saved before? There were, uh, when I gave that altar call, there was a pile of kids in the sanctuary at Warrington. I think they said there was... 13 or 17 youth in the in the thing. They was everywhere. I didn't. I... And some of them got saved. And I don't know if that young uh, girl from China got saved or not, but they're probably watching the broadcast today. So I want to tell you what I, I meant what I said. When you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all you got to do is ask. I don't care what language you speak. It don't matter what language you speak. God has no barriers. What, what, a, what, a, what a wonderful group of kids, young people at church. Boy, the people that, young people that are at church, they got a big advantage over the rest of the, uh, the working party out there that ain't. Because they'll leave here with more wisdom than they could ever get out of a, out of a, a textbook. So let's, let's pray that prayer together and, and pray for that young lady. And then I'm going to pray that, that her family hears about her getting saved. Wouldn't that be something? Daddy, I went to America, and not only did I find the, the freedom in America, I found a newfound freedom 
in Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. There'll be a revival over there. Can you imagine all the people from China tuning into the Have Bible Will Travel broadcast and they're saying the same thing that young girl did said, man, he's passionate. And all of China ends up getting saved through this one girl. Boy, I'll tell you what, that's a story. That's, that's a story. And that kind of stuff can happen if you believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. That's, that's how revivals start. Where people just get tired of the same old, same old. They go, you know what, man? I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to go off for Jesus. Let's pray that together. Lord, for all our wonderful friends all over the world, we may not even have met them yet. But I believe they need prayer because we want everybody to be saved. Just like you tell us in 1 Peter 3, 9, you wish that none perish. Lord, we, we call them... We call them faithful brothers and sisters who seek the kingdom of Jesus. And Father God, for anybody who's in the sanctuary today, that needs to be saved. We're praying for them right now to be born again. We're praying them to receive the free gift that you can only get from the cross at Calvary. You can't get it on a store shelf. We're excited about this day. This is this day's different. And then for all the saints who are here today, I pray a courageous prayer over their life. That we no longer ask for our loads to be lightened, but our backs to be strengthened. Oh, church, if you hear me today, say amen. amen. And today, Father God, we just repent of our evil and wicked ways and turn towards you so that you would heal our land. And for all that seek this courage that only you can give, we ask that they seek it and they receive it right where they stand. And we give you the glory for this wonderful day of victory. In Jesus' name, amen.